Hey agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. Before we get started today, I'd like to invite you to join our free Facebook group, the Creative Agency Clique. We live stream weekly trainings on tactics that will help you simplify and scale your agency. Go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash FP to join. And now for the show. Hey, everyone. We have Krista Grasso with us today. Krista is a strategic planning and systems expert for online businesses when they want to scale, known as the business optimizer. Krista has the ability to quickly cut through the noise and provide clarity on the core things that will make the business impact to scale a business simply and sustainably. She is the founder of the Lean Out Method, creator of the Lean Business Scaling System, and the host of the Lean Out Your Business podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Krista. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And to everyone, we're actually going to be doing a back-to-back podcast. So this week and next week, we're going to be having Krista joining us. Today, we're going to be chatting about the root cause of complexity, noise, and chaos in a growing business and examples of what that looks like. Next week, we're going to be chatting about even about how to plan and minimize complexity and transition to a simpler and more sustainable model. So you're not going to want to miss these two sessions. So Krista, what I've found is that as a business grows, we often think that we have to build more complexity, really. We have to add more in order to be able to scale. And while this might be true from for some businesses, quite frankly, for the vast majority of small businesses, it actually becomes a detriment. And I'm speaking from lots of personal experience here and countless client examples. What are your overall thoughts on this? Yeah, I agree. And I also have a lot of personal experience with learning this the hard way. But I think as natural visionary leaders of our business, when we do think of growth, when we think of scaling, we tend to naturally gravitate towards new and different. It's what we typically like to do. And we tend to be fairly creative and we love coming up with those new ideas and seeing those new ideas come to play. But what we often miss is the fact that the real growth opportunity, the real revenue and profit increase opportunity is typically in optimizing the things that we already have. And that when we just constantly do new and different, it's actually one of the slowest paths to scaling. It's pretty painful and it does just introduce a lot of complexity in the business and it makes things really hard to maintain and really hard to deliver the amazing experience and value that we want to for our clients. Speaking as an entrepreneur and that sort of visionary person myself, I love to create. It's a thing that I really felt as a piece of like my core identity, right? And the thing that I had to learn over time was to actually find loads of passion in tinkering with what already did exist and finding lots of excitement in that. And actually really the sort of shift in my the way that I perceived the world was that that's actually where real true creativity lies is in actually augmenting and changing and actually really figuring out how to do something different in within what you're currently doing. And that's where you really do shine and finding lots of fun in that. Have you found the same? I do. And there's a lean concept of Kaizen, which is making small changes and continuous improvements. 
And I think as entrepreneurs, we want that Kaizen mindset. And that's a lot of what you just described and what you're doing is how can we improve upon? How can we make things better? And I think our true thought leadership and our true differentiation comes out when we take the time to go really deep into something and fully optimize it instead of going really broad and constantly putting out something new. So I love that you shared that and I completely agree. I imagine some for some listeners, they're wondering, is my agency too complex? Or, you know, am I actually in a good place right now? And what are some ways that you would be able to highlight as a symptom of a business that's too complex or of an agency that's too complex? Yeah, there's a few things that come to mind. And I'm sure that for all of you listening, when you hear the word complex, there's probably a lot of things that you already think about in your business. But a few signs is too much customization in an agency, right? Is every single thing that you're doing highly customized or is it based on a standard framework or something that maybe you can still have boutique offerings and you can still right size it for your client's needs, but ultimately you're building off of repeatable systems and things that aren't so custom and require so much heavy lift every time you do it. So I think that's one example. Another one is just general too muchness, I will say. So think about what are all of the steps that it takes for somebody to ultimately sign on and start working with you. Think about all the steps that it takes for you and your team to actually be able to onboard that person, to deliver the you know services that you're offering, to be able to offboard that person, to give them access to things. Just think about all of those different functions and is it really slow and painful with a lot of steps and a lot of places where things could potentially go wrong? Or is it really simple? Is it really streamlined? And is it really repeatable? And so those are just a couple that come to mind. There are certainly many more, but those are, those are the top ones I would think of. Well, you said something I think that is a big topic for this industry, the whole concept of customization. And the typical thing I hear from an agency owner when they're talking about being more bespoke and that every package is different and that they have to do things different because the client's needs are different. And one of the most common things I hear is that I, if I had to do everything the same with every client, I would be creatively uninspired and not excited about my business anymore. What would you say to the person that says that to you? Yeah, I would say I totally get it because I felt that way for a very long time as well. And I realized that that was actually holding me back and it was making it where I wasn't able to work with as many clients as I wanted to. And the more people I can work with, the more people I can impact. And so when I really look at it, right, I have a signature framework that is my lean business scaling system. I have an entire method. That is the repeatable core of what I build everything I do off of. It's the 80% that is the framework for how I help people achieve a transformation and that I know is going to give them that transformation because I've done it and honed it over and over and over again. It's the 20% where the bespoke or the boutique comes in where you're really meeting the unique needs of the client you're making them feel very heard and very understood and you're really deep diving into their needs and you're taking your framework, your thing that you know works and you're figuring out how to leverage it to get them the specific results that they want based on their specific context. 
And so I think it's more of an 80-20 play. If you're creating something from scratch every single time, 0% up, then it's really hard to be known for anything. It's really hard to have for you to have the confidence, but especially for the person hiring you to have the confidence that you're going to be able to get them the results that you promise. And I think when you have that core framework, that core thing that you're known for, and you just do better than anybody else, that's what really gives you that strength and scalability in your business and just in carving out your niche in the industry. And from there, it's the 20% that is really where you can make that person feel, you know, like they're getting that really bespoke, really a custom, custom service from you. You hit on something that I think is so incredibly important that I think a lot of agencies really miss here is you're, you're one, you're not specializing. The thing that ultimately what clients want is reassurance that they're going to have the outcome. There's this belief system for the vast majority of creative agencies is that, you know, that tangible design, that the web, the new website, the new brand, the logo is actually what they're buying. But no, that's not what they're buying. They're buying, that's a tool, a vehicle for what they're looking to accomplish within their business. And what they want to know is have you helped someone get from where they are to where they want to be? And have you done that before? And if you are very broad in what you do, it's hard to provide that assurance. And the thing that I say is just so incredibly fraught and problematic with the industry as well is that there's so many incredibly talented agencies out there producing phenomenal work, producing amazing results for their clients, but then they're spending so much time learning and customizing and changing things. And ultimately, they do not benefit from their own business. They're sacrificing their life. They're sacrificing time with family. They are every most nights and weekends, they're spending behind the computer and designing and doing works for clients and loads of last minute things. And they don't benefit from their business. And it becomes this drain on their life rather than something that adds fuel. I was on a drive a couple new years ago and I was talking with a colleague and the question I asked him at the time, and I was wondering when was going to be enough for me to grow the business. And my question to him was, when is enough enough? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, when am I going to not want to continue to grow the business anymore? Like I, I make more money than I ever thought I would. And I live a life that I once dreamed of having. And when is enough going to be enough? And he's like, well, is it money or is it impact that you care about? And you mentioned that impact piece and it just really brought that that memory back to me of what is it that's drawing you forward to, right? How can you have that impact to more people? And for me, it was impact. How can I help agency owners and creative agency owners get out of the place where they are sacrificing their lives? They're not getting the benefit out of their business and allowed for me to recognize in order for me to do that, I had to be more creative and how I simplified my model so that I could actually impact more lives. And it's just, it's this sort of mind shift change to how you think about it. I, I mean, I ultimately, I think that that was the biggest challenge for me in resolving complexity, the complexity behind my business. And I think that mindset for me was that or the, the issue was mindset for me and that biggest contributor. What would you say? What would you say to that? And do you think that that is one of the biggest contributors? I do. I think so. Um, it's mindset plays such an interesting role in our journey and in our success and the things that we struggle with or don't even sometimes realize our mindset things that we're struggling with at one level 
change and grow with us as our business grows. So there's never a point in time, I think, where you don't have mindset things that you need to be considering. But I know for me in my own journey, some of the ones that made the biggest impact was starting to think like an actual CEO of a business and not like the consultant who did the particular thing that I did. I think we often can see ourselves as I'm a coach or I'm a consultant or I'm a fill in the blank of whatever you do instead of, no, you're the CEO of a business that just so happens to offer that type of service. And even if it's just you today, right, it's you have to make decisions from that place. And for a really long time, I made decisions as the strategic planning expert and as the systems expert and not as the CEO of the business. And that shift was what allowed me to really start thinking about, no, how do I create my own system? How do I look at this as something where it is repeatable? And the other piece of it was more, I'll say kind of ego piece is it's not about me being the one that has to go in and help every business scale personally. It's not about me and me being the only one that can go in and do these things. It's about how do I take that skill and that knowledge and that ability and these things that I've developed over 30 years in business and how do I make them so somebody else could do it also? Like it, it can't always be dependent on me. It can't always be all about me. How can I extend this to a team to support me? And then how can I extend it even further to where others can do what I do and I can impact even more people? So those were some of, I think, the bigger mindset things that I know were part of my journey that I see often with my clients as well. Crystal, does that mean I'm going to have to put away my Superman cape and I'm not going to be able to be the Superman person anymore? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I actually have my clients measure their level of heroics in the business. It's one of the measures that we build into the KPI dashboard is on a scale of one to 10, how much success was dependent on heroics. And you want that number to be as low as possible. But boy, in the early days of business, it is a 10 and we are the hero of our own business. And over time, that hero can shift to people on our team. But we really want to keep that low. I have a, a funny story. And I, I listeners, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've heard this story before. But many years ago, I want to say this was like 2013. I'd rented a, I'd chartered a yacht off the coast of Greece with a group of friends. And when I was in the middle of the ocean, I didn't really have cell phone service. And there was a couple of days where I had very spotty cell phone service and emails weren't coming in. And I was panicked. Like those three days that I didn't have cell phone service, like I was, I did not enjoy it. it quite frankly, those three days sucked in my head. And I got back to land and I checked my email. And yeah, sure, there was things and questions that I was asked, but nothing had caught fire. And the interesting thing about that is that I actually felt disappointed. I wasn't that needed. And that was this like highlight moment for me where I was like, that is the exact wrong emotion I should be having right now. Like, why do I view the world that way that I need to be this champion, this hero, the Superman of the story for my team, for my clients. Like what is, how has that become my identity? That was something that I had created in my head as my self-worth. And what, if that is at all resonates with you and that feeling, and sure, it feels fucking great. Don't get me wrong. It does feel great, but it also is completely counterintuitive or, you know, completely detrimental to 
your end goal of what you're looking to do, have more impact, grow your business, be able to spend time with family. And I had to personally at that time recognized that in every yes, I said there was an inherent no. And so if what if I'm saying yes to this, what is the built-in no? And the other thing that you you talked about was thinking about the CEO piece. And I ask clients of this all the time of which hat are you wearing? Are you wearing the CEO hat? Are you wearing the CMO hat? Are you wearing the project manager hat? Are you wearing the creative director hat? What hat are you wearing right now? Because right now it feels like you're wearing this hat and you need to take off that technician hat and put on your CEO hat and let the technician person stay in the closet for a moment and let's be CEO because that's what you need to do. And I think it's so incredibly important recognizing what hat should I be wearing and how am I viewing the world? So, I mean, I kind of talked about my own story and you did a little bit as well. What other sort of stories do you find with clients when you're working with them on operational problems and things? Do you find that they're telling themselves about the complexity of their operations and how they should be running their business and all of that? Yeah, there's so many things, but there's one that I want to highlight that I find the most frequently. And that is when you think about systems, right? Systems in your business ultimately are what allow everything to not be dependent on you. It's what allows you to be able to build that team around you to be able to support you. But so often when I'm talking to people, especially people who are real experts at what they do, they truly believe that they cannot create a system around what they do or that nobody else could ever do what they do. And it's they'll tell me in one breath, you know, I really need to get so much off my plate. I need for things to no longer be all dependent on me. I want to sell my business one day. And then on the next breath, it's, but nobody else can do this but me. I'm the only one who can do this. And it's that that balance where you can never actually sell your business if you're truly the only one who can do something. You need to be able to figure out how to take what you do and make it so other people can do it if you want to sell your business, but also so not everything has to be dependent on you so that it doesn't have to feel so complex. So it doesn't feel like you have to make all the decisions or do all the things. And I have yet to find something that could not actually be systematized. It just, the more of an expert you are, the more you've been doing something for a while, it's really hard sometimes to explain not what you do, but why you do what you do, how you think about things, how you make decisions, and how you can look at a situation and come to a particular you know, recommendation or a particular output. And usually it takes an extraction process to do that from someone who knows how to ask you the right questions. Because if you just sit down with a piece of paper and try to document what you do to send it to somebody else, you're never going to get the same result because it's more about why in your thought process than it is about the steps that you take. But like, there's so many I could share, but that's the one I see most, most often. I am going to call, and if that resonated with any of you listeners, and it definitely resonated with a previous version of myself, that sounds a little bit like ego talking, I would say, with a close to 8 billion people on the world, and I'm the only person that can do this. Hmm. I would tend to believe maybe we have a little bit of a false sense of of self if that is how we view the world. But I 100% I resonated with that as well. That's how I felt at one point in time. I love what I do and still believe that I am phenomenal at what I do, but I also know that there's others out there that have similar experience and have processed and created process around loads of things. Not everything. I won't, I am, haven't completely removed myself from my business and I'm not sure that I would at least for a long time, 
I really enjoy what I do. But yes, I have been able to systematically remove myself and extract myself from things that ultimately drained me. And I focus loads of time on what should I prioritize removing from my plate and what items do I want to keep. So Krista, I know that you're offering a guide on how to remove waste from a business. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that, how they can get access to it and all of that and how to get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. So we talked a lot about complexity and unnecessary complexity, I find is one of the biggest areas of waste in a business, but there's actually nine others as well. And so I created a guide that outlines what those are and lets you self-assess where you're at on a scale of one to 10 for each one. Plus, it gives you some recommendations of some things you can do to minimize that waste so you can get some time back in your business and remove some of that complexity. And you can grab that at leanoutmethod.com slash waste. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Krista, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, It's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't make our, I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2,000 to 3,000. Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5,000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens. Boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's going to work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I want to deliver. And yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks, and I'll see you inside the program. Mm